This week on the show are pop culture references, the new to Disney Plus movie, Black Widow, and fortune cookies. It's October 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Evan, and I'm joined, as always, with my co-host, Linnea. Hello. And Brian. Hello. Let's start off this week with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? Why don't you go first? That's a great idea, Linnea. <laughs> so, my pop culture reference for this week is that there is a new Pokemon movie out called Pokemon Secrets of the Jungle. It is available on Netflix, and it is pretty good. So you can probably be expecting us to talk about it sometime soon if Linnea wants to watch it. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to watch it, Linnea? Uh, I mean, if you guys want to watch it, then I'll watch it. Sounds good. My pop culture reference is something that I heard from my grandma a few weeks ago, and it's that scientists are trying to clone mammoths. <laughs> so I thought that that was interesting. It's because mammoths are good for some specific areas in the world that have lost them and now they should get them back so the environment gets better, apparently. There was just a story on this. I'm trying to remember if it was the radio. Oh, I can't remember now, but I just heard about this yesterday, too. Something about that there's a company that they're starting up that's trying to redo woolly mammoths. Although I was wondering where they're going to get the DNA. They said they they've found DNA in, like, old fossils and stuff. Yeah, have these people not watched the movie Jurassic Park? Exactly, I mean, that's what Gervin was talking about. <laughs> well, it's not dinosaurs, it's a big hairy elephant. Yeah, big hairy elephants. They're going to come and run down your house and step on you. <laughs> ah! Dang it, the big hairy elephants are back outside. So, my news, this is something I was just reading the other day. Have you guys ever heard of a TV show called That 70s Show? Yeah, I've heard of it before. Yeah, so... I believe it was out in the late 90s. But anyway, I was reading an article that Netflix is going to do a show called That 90s Show now. Uh, but it's not the 90s. But it's not 90s. Well, when That 70s Show came out, it wasn't the 70s either. Yeah, oh, it wasn't? <laughs> no, no. It was sort of making fun or looking back on that time. Just like the way there's a show now called The Wonder Years, which is looking back on the, I can't remember now, if it's the, I think it's the 60s. But yeah, so they're doing this show called the Ni That 90s Show, and it's actually going to have the same actors who played the mom and dad in that show. They're going to be on it, and they're going to be taking care of their grandkid. So so in the show, they had, uh, they had their son, who was played by Topher Grace, and he and like his girlfriend, there was a girl who lived down the street, and you know they were always sort of an item. And apparently they get married, and they have a kid. So they're going to be taking care of the, the grandchild. And I'm not sure. There's really no word other than than these two stars being in it. Um, Mary Jo Rupp, I believe, is the actress. I can't remember the guy's name because I don't have it right in front of me right now. It's kind of like the Shark Boy and Lava Girl sequel. I, it, I don't think it's anything like the Shark Boy <laughs> and Lava Girl sequel. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that 90s show, uh, it's... Sounds very up in the air to me, but apparently Netflix wants to make it, so we'll see. Now on to our main topic for this week, the newest Marvel movie, Black Widow. Black Widow has been a hero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for over 10 years, and this is her first time headlining her own movie. Scarlett Johansson stars as Black Widow and is joined in the cast by Florence Pugh, Rachel Wise, and David Harbour. 
The movie takes place after the events of the 2016 movie Civil War. Natasha, also known as the hero Black Widow, is on the run from the government. She wants to live in hiding, but is forced to confront her past after receiving a mysterious package from her long-lost sister. Together, they must reunite their family and take down the Red Room, an organization that brainwashes young girls to be deadly assassins. Now on to our questions. What do you think of the portrayal of Black Widow in this movie compared to others? Uh, well, I haven't actually really seen that many Marvel movies compared to you guys, but from the ones I've seen that she's in, she's pretty cool, and I like her. Yeah, she seems like the same character. In the movie, she definitely goes through character development, but it's kind of weird because this movie came out like, or what happened in this movie is before all of the things that happened in Endgame, so... It's kind of hard to keep the timeline. And in Infinity Wars. Right. So so I like Scarlett Johansson as a character of Black Widow, and I think she does a great job. So how was she? I, she was good. She, I, I liked her. I think, for me, the big problem with this movie is the whole time difference. It's hard for me, knowing what we know about Black Widow in the future, to really get into this movie. Yeah. Because we know, I don't know, spoiler, because it's from years ago, but we know that she lives because there are movies that take place after this movie. So it's almost as if there's no stakes in this. Yeah, it makes the stakes feel so much lower. So since we know that she survives to be in other movies that in the timeline take place after this, I felt that almost nothing of consequence would happen. And and I don't know if that made me watch the movie differently, but I, I just didn't really feel like there were that many stakes involved. I feel like maybe this movie should have come out like after Civil War came out. Right, right. And I think that's the big disservice done to Scarlett Johansson is that it took this long to get her her own movie. You know, she should have had one a long, long, long time ago. It should have Mm -hmm. come out way before any of the Infinity War, Endgame stuff. And then I think it would have made much more sense. It would have been much more dramatic. And the stakes would have been higher because we wouldn't know what follows. This looking back on it, I don't know. To me, it it didn't work that well. It worked pretty well for me. Compared to other movies, she was pretty good, I thought, as a character. Of course, there's she's always better than she was compared to like Iron Man 2 because in that she was pretty just generic. Yeah, she didn't even use the name Black Widow in that movie. She was just sort of introduced as this character who helped Nick Fury, right? Yeah, because I can remember seeing that in the theater, and the person I was seeing with it, seeing the movie with, was a big Marvel fan. It's like, oh, I wonder if that's who I think it is. And I'm saying, who do you think it is? Because I have no idea. So yeah, we didn't really find out that she was Black Widow until much later. I feel like a bit of stakes in the movie were all the family that Black Widow had because we didn't know if they lived. We've never seen them before, so we had no idea. Yeah, that's true. What do you think of Black Widow's sister in the movie? Yeah, uh, Yelena, is that her name? Yeah. Yelena, uh, played by Florence Pugh. I think, to me, she was the standout star of the movie. I found her the most interesting character. She was pretty funny at times. Yeah, I think she had some of the best dialogue. I think we got to see her grow as a character. To me, it's hard because I think she outshined the main star of the movie which is hard when a movie is named after you, Black Widow, but then, I don't know, I found her character the best thing in the movie. 
She has a sweater with a lot of pockets, Dad. She does. She has a, a very she has vest. a cool vest with pockets. So many pockets. So she many can fit pockets. So many stuff into it. Yep. So yeah, I I thought she did a great job, and hopefully she'll be back in the future. Yeah, a lot of people are expecting her to be like kind of the next Black Widow. What do you think, Lena? Uh, yeah, I really like the sister a lot. I feel like maybe the movie should have been, should have, uh, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. You're kind of saying what Dad said, that the movie um, was, like, more around. I feel like the movie could have been a bit more about Black Widow and less about, like, her whole family if the movie's called Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed to really hand off the duties of the main character to, to both of them. And I was reading an, an interview with, with Scarlett Johansson, and the early version of the script had the two sisters more at odds with each other, so they were fighting each other. And to Scarlett Johansson's credit, she said, no, I don't want to portray sisters as fighting. I want them to be together. I want them... So so that's good. I like that. Uh, and I like that she took a stand on that. But, but at the same time, I feel like a movie called Black Widow should be more about Black Widow. And I almost felt like it was... To me, it arguably seemed more about Yelena's character. It did because I felt she had she, she had equal, pretty much equal screen time. She had a it lot was, of funny lines. It was Yelena's introduction, not really Black Widow's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are my thoughts anyway. So, do you think that the sister character will return in other movies? I mean, if they introduced her, then she's probably going to come back. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure she will. She did have an end cut scene. Only important characters have end cutscenes. Did the backgrounds in the movie look good? Mm, I don't know if I was looking too much at the backgrounds. You're talking like set pieces? Like just the background and scenes and stuff. Like in the prison, do you think the mountains looked good? Oh. I liked the yeah. backgrounds when they were in Scandinavia because it reminded me of Scandinavia. Those mountains were pretty cool. I mean, for the most part, it was fine. It was, you know, movie quality. You got, you're on location, you're doing got good sets i was really confused i don't know how deep we're going to get in spoilers but at the end when they get to where they're going uh <laughs> and they're just bleep it out Dad. and they're at this we'll say an enemy base i was really confused about where that is or what it was yeah it's... it was it just wasn't and i don't know if you guys felt that to me it wasn't telegraphed really what this place was it just showed like really. two clips of it was was this doing place what it does i guess floating it, it <laughs> seemed like it was some kind of an airborne place but at the same I, time there was scaffolding and I, I was really confused as to what was going on i like to think that it was like basically that ship that shield uses except well, it was more advanced right so and then that was another problem for me with this movie is that we've already seen these floating helicarrier bases come crashing down. We've seen it in, you know, uh, we've seen it in Avengers movies. We've seen it in Captain America, Captain too, America, and now we're seeing the same kind of thing: some kind of semi-floating base in the sky that blows up and comes crashing down. And I was saying. <laughs> While watching it, I was saying, you can't go three mo Marvel movies without some big sky thing it, crashing down. Yeah, it just felt so repetitive to me, and I wish they would have done something other than that, because it, 
to me, it just felt, I've seen this before. I don't need to see it again. We've already gone through it a few times. There have been multiple sky things falling down, but there are always sky things falling down. Yeah, I don't know. It was, again, it was it was kind of disappointing to me. So for backgrounds, yeah, that whole set piece at the end, just it just really didn't work for me. The rest of the movie was fine. Was the family dynamic realistic? I was wondering about that because, again... I wasn't quite sure. I what 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 do you what is your guys' take on it? Were were the girls actually daughters of the mom and the dad, or were they adopted? I, I think they were just like randomly were, put together to be a family. Yeah, they said in the movie that they were all chosen for like just how good they were. Yeah, blend just in. how good their brains were, or something. So it it felt weird to me. I mean, so I guess I guess there was a family dynamic because they were brought up together. Maybe it's the whole family is what you make of it. I felt that she was close to her sister, and I could really feel that chemistry there. I didn't really feel that much chemistry with her mom or her dad. Her dad just felt like comic relief. And her mom almost killed a pig. Yeah, we don't want to kill any pigs. And her mom, for not seeing her mom in, oh, what, 30-odd years, suddenly they're totally friendly and can do secret stuff within minutes of meeting each other. I I don't know. Yeah. It it didn't work for me. But I think the sister dynamic was good. I, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. What do you think was one of the best moments of the Black Widow character, or just any character, really, in the movie? I was going to say, in this movie or just any? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cool when everyone was, like, falling down and she had to, like, try to save everyone. As they were falling. Because if it was me and I was falling down, then I would be, like, puking. I like the best conversation that she, that Black Widow and her sister had. For me, it'd probably be that car chase scene through the narrow streets and that big uh, Humvee sort of thing chasing them. That was, that was fun. It was just a big ad. It was a big ad? For the car that they were driving. Oh, I don't even remember the car they were driving, so I guess it, it didn't work blue. on me. Oh, it was an ad for blue cars? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I guess. Okay. So, do any of you have questions? One thing I've been thinking about with this movie... So, we we watch this on our TV here at home versus seeing it in the theater. Because I'm not vaccinated. Right. A lot of times people say, oh, you need to see this movie in the theater. Um, You know, it'll blow you away. And so, I'm wondering, I started thinking to myself is one of the reasons that I'm not really into this movie that much is because I didn't see it in the theater. I just saw it on a small TV screen. We have a pretty good-sized TV, but, you know, it's not a theater screen. To be honest, it doesn't really seem like a theater movie. Well, so so that's what I'm th- what I'm wondering is, is I'm wondering if I would have seen it on a big screen, would it have made much difference? And And I started thinking about movies I've seen in theaters versus movies that I haven't seen until they were, until they came out much later. So, and I'm thinking of, like, for example, some of my favorite movies of all time, one of which we've talked about on, talked about on this show, How to Train Your Dragon. I never saw that in the theater originally. You know, I saw that on our little TV and it, and I loved it. It, it drew me in. It was a great movie. Uh, another movie that I absolutely love that I've never seen on the big screen at all uh, was is called Moonrise Kingdom. And again, I love that movie. Never seen on the big screen. Also, the movie Totoro, 
we didn't see that movie on the big screen for years and then one day we just our movie theater nearby just happened to be playing it so we decided to see it and it wasn't really that much of a difference to be honest Mm -hmm. so so i guess my point is i'm wondering are there movies that need to be seen on the big screen and is that a a positive or negative and then does that mean or, or or does the story matter more you know, should should the story make a movie versus seeing something on the big screen? You know, to me, it's the story that matters. And whether I see it on the big screen or not, if it doesn't have a good story, it's not going to have staying power for me. I don't feel like it was a big screen type of movie. Mm-hmm. I feel the- like if anything has a good enough story, it should be able to like draw me in just as much as if I was watching it on a big screen. Right, yeah, that that's kind of what I think. So... Probably one of the best parts about the big screen is, like, the action moments because, like, the sound in that place is amazing. And there wasn't really that many action actiony moments in the movie. There there were some that were cool, but lots there, were lo- there was also a lot of talking in it. Mm-hmm. On the opposite side, well, I know about opposite, but so I'm thinking of a movie like uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which, again, I love this. I love the story. But that one, I absolutely am so happy that I saw that on the big screen because that, it was like it was a big screen movie. I mean, it was it was amazing on the big screen. But again, it works on the small TV. So, uh, yeah, to me, I'm almost want to say that this felt like one extended episode of something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, this movie it it felt like that kind of show. It didn't feel overly grand. To me, it felt very long. Did you guys think it felt long? It did feel long. Yeah. Especially since we had to pause it in the middle yeah. of it. <laughs> well, that's true. We had to pause it because Linnea had to had to go do a violin lesson. So <laughs> so that didn't help. But yeah, it just, I felt like it could have been, maybe if we could have cut about 20 minutes out of it. Yeah. For a Marvel movie, it felt long. Even, even for <laughs> Endgame, it felt long. Anyway. Those are just some of my thoughts when I was thinking about my reaction to this movie. One thing about this movie is that when I heard that it was going to be about Black Widow, I thought we would be getting to see like her origin, how she was like trained to be an assassin, and like. We but kind then of it, saw but that, but then it got it just got completely skipped over at the very beginning. We just saw like kind of a montage of it, and then the rest of the movie was just about like her family getting back together. Would that have been more interesting to you? Well, yeah, to me probably, because I wanted to know more about her backstory. Oh, okay. I want to know how Nick Fury found out about her. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things they could have mined, you know, done for this movie. Like, like she just offhandedly mentions that she spent three days in this one air duct with Clint. In, you know, Bud- in Budapest <laughs> after some operation, you know. Yeah, they've talked about the Budapest thing a and lot, that, and we have no idea what happened. You know, that could have been cool too. So we have all. There's so many things we could have done, and we got this, which, and we haven't even talked about the villain, who I found the villain really bland. The villain only showed yeah. up for like ten minutes. Ten minutes at the end, and he's just some guy, and. Uh, I don't know. And again, since since we know that she lives to be in other movies, again, I wasn't really concerned. <laughs> I knew she was going to get out of whatever tight situation she was in. And it just yeah, it just really didn't matter to me. 
So how would you rate this movie? I'm going to give it a maybe 6 out of 10. It was a pretty average Marvel movie. I agree with you. 6 out of 10. I'll give it a 6 out of 10 too. <laughs> I hope Shang-Chi is going to be better. I have high hopes for Shang-Chi. Yeah, I really want to see that. that. Now on to fortune cookies. All right, my fortune this week is broke is only temporary. Poor is a state of mind. Mine is bring something up from the back burner. What? It's that it's bring something up from the back burner. I don't know what that means. So the back burner, sometimes you say, I'm going to put something on the back burner, meaning you're going to not work on it right now, do I something later. I never say that, though. Okay, well, you're not old like me. Um, <laughs> so I think what that's saying is maybe maybe do something that you've been putting off. That's how I read that. What have you been putting off? Why are you staring at me? Well, it's your fortune. What <laughs> yeah, have you been putting yeah. off? Uh, what have you been was not doing? I remember a few podcasts ago, you said you were going to start reading a book. Have you read that uh, book yet? No. Well, there oh, you go. There you Bring go. that up from the back burner. But I'm reading another book. Doing what you love is freedom. Loving what you do is happiness. Nice. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Lunchbox Reaction. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. You can find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. Thanks to my co-host, Linnea. Bye. And Brian. Have a good week, everyone. And see you all next week at the lunch table.